Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. At least one UVA fan was predicting what Tony Elliott was going to say after Virginia's ugly 45-17 loss of Georgia Tech before he even made it to the podium. Uh, a poster on the Saber.com message board. Uh, this was pretty funny from a, a CB handle, Seville C- Merton. I expect him to go back to superficially taking responsibility, as in it's on me. I need to do a better job of finding a way as a coach of convincing players not to become complacent, not to lack commitment, not to stop using our fundamentals that we coach. So that's what the, the prediction was. Uh, as he, as this guy was writing this on the message board, this is what actually Elliot was saying. It's on me. I did not do a great job of having his football team prepared and ready to go to high level. You know about the guys. It's kind of telling football how momentum can swing and how things in the game can change quickly and how we weren't able to capture momentum once it changed. I mean, there's a lot of other word salad stuff there. Unfortunately, Tony Elliott's gotten really good at this. He's five and fourteen in two seasons at Virginia, two and ten in the ACC. Still hasn't won a home ACC game in his tenure. And unfortunately, I mean, it's a bit of bad luck. It's always something. On Saturday, in the loss of Georgia Tech, it was early injuries. Starting quarterback Tony Musket went down. Outside linebacker Cam Robinson went down. Both changed the calculus for Virginia, which led 7-0 early on, but couldn't get the offense going after the second offensive possession without Musket and couldn't stop Georgia Tech from gaining big yards on the ground after Robinson was knocked out of the game late in the first quarter. The margin for error is that slim. Could be just a couple guys going down. And uh, in part, I mean, that's that's Elliott's fault. He he worked really hard to run off as much as he could of what he inherited from Bronco Mendenhall after taking the job in late 2021. Um, the quarterback room is so thin that it's just musket and FCS transfer and true freshman Anthony Calandria with the third string guy being Grady Brosterhouse, who's a walk on. And, and you know, he's God love him. He's, he tries hard, but he's a walk on. And Robinson, the difference maker on the edge for Virginia defensively this season, is like Calandria, a true freshman. And without him out there, Virginia just had no answer for Georgia Tech's uh spread option offense. Um, Georgia Tech only had 26 yards rushing in the first quarter uh, when Robinson was out there, not saying that he's the reason why that was the case, but just part of the calculus, right? After that, they had 170 yards in the second quarter after Robinson went out and finished with 305 on the ground on the day. And um, that one hurt. I was talking with somebody today as I was voting at the elections and um, a big football fan and – the question and a big Carolina football fan, particularly. And, and, you know, how did this Virginia team that beat Carolina a couple of weeks ago played so well against Miami uh, in an overtime loss last week play so poorly? I mean, in fact, this, this uh, Carolina fan said, I saw the score and figured it was, it was reversed and Virginia had won the game 45, 17, the way they'd been playing. Um, You know, that three game stretch that included a win over William and Mary to start the, the, the little nice streak of, of good play. It looked like it was something to build on. And, and then you lay the big egg. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, you know, the fans weren't out in numbers. I, maybe, maybe people foresaw what was going to happen. I don't know. I didn't, uh, but you know, there were 42,000 and change officially on hand, but the ushers told us during the game, it was closer to 30,000 or, or below, or below 30,000. And not many from that group came back after halftime. It was 24, 10 Georgia tech at the break. Uh, Georgia tech just expanded from there. It was 38-10, I mean, people left in the early fourth quarter. Um, and you have to wonder what Carla Williams, the athletics director who ran Mendenhall off, was thinking as she was watching from the president's box across the way. Um, 
you know, there's no way that she envisioned the Tony Elliott, who was the hot coach. Let's just let's not cut, you know, anything there uh, out, of the, out of the equation. Um, he was the hot coaching prospect coming uh, in, you know, off of the year before, whether or not you believe the Tennessee AD, you know, Elliott interviewed for the Tennessee job, thought it was his, uh, turned it down. <clears throat> Could have had the Duke job, decided on the Virginia job. Thought the Virginia job was the best job he'd, he'd had a chance at. And, uh, I mean, in a lot of ways, I would agree that, you know, of those three choices, uh, they, they that probably was the best situation for him. But, you know, again, he's 5-14 and 14 in two seasons. Now, this is the University of Virginia we're talking about. No quick hook is coming. Probably one doesn't is, isn't deserved. You know, I mean, you, we can argue that. Uh, <laughs> I argue with myself that sometimes. Um, there's at least another year, probably another couple years, um, before people in charge even think about, even begin to think about what might have to be next. Um, in the meantime, uh, we get more long mea culpas from Tony Elliott. And, um, you know, two wins in three weeks might have felt like championship level football, uh, given how things had gone for Elliott to get to that point. But one of those wins was over an FCS team. Let's just be fair. Um, the second was over a team that's getting exploited by everybody right now. Since Carolina lost to Virginia, that you know went out and, and got beat by Georgia Tech as well. Uh, and then the loss to Miami came in a game that Virginia dominated statistically and just found a way to lose. So um, this is Virginia football right now. Um, you know Virginia is sitting at two and seven right now. The next game is on the road at. Louisville is actually Thursday night. I'm recording this on Tuesday, so we, we don't have a lot of time between now and then. Um, and and Louisville, I mean, a top 15 team had one slip up, a loss to the pit, but you know, just this past weekend blew out Virginia Tech, a team that had been pretty playing pretty well of late, blew them out 34 3. Um, you know, there are two games at home, Duke uh and Virginia Tech to finish up the season. Duke has come back to earth a bit after a really good start. Uh, Riley Leonard, the quarterback is, is not hundred percent, not even anywhere close to hundred percent. And um, that's been a big, big difference for, for Duke of late Virginia tech um, is four and five, you know, they're not like, you know, beating down the world or anything, <laughs> but they, they win this game. It seems like every year they've only lost one of the like last hundred, it feels like. So um, you know, there's, there's, there's chances to, to be a spoiler, you know, go to, go to Louisville and upset that team somehow that would, that would really spoil Louisville season. Uh, Louisville's looking to get into the ACC championship game in a few weeks. And, and this would be a, a huge, huge loss if, if Virginia were to you know play great football and somehow win that game. Uh, and then the Duke and Virginia tech games, I mean, Duke is six and three right now. So they're, they're playing for what bowl they play in and they're playing, you know, whether they have to go north or south for their bowl game. Virginia Tech right now at four and five is probably by the time we get to November 25th playing for whether or not they're in a bowl. Who knows? I mean, they could win their next two. I don't know what their schedule is off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, that game could either be for a bowl game for Virginia Tech or how far north they have to go. I think if they're six and six and five going into that game, they're not, they're not going to go anywhere warm, but, you know, they're how far north do they have to go, right? So chance for Virginia to play spoiler. That's that's pretty much what it is, but also a chance to build momentum for next year. You know, if Virginia can can ruin one or two team seasons in the next three weeks, you know, that's that's something. And uh uh and and then uh you know that could help recruiting both on the prep side and but more importantly, probably for the short term, the portal recruiting. 
and um, you know, positive momentum of any kind right now, Virginia football needs. I mean, we just can't ask for anything more than that. So um, we just got to get to the Saturday after Thanksgiving without having to hear another, I didn't do my job again this week speech from Tony Elliott. If we can get there, uh, maybe there's something to build on going forward. We can always hope. Uh, as the next couple days go on, we don't have a lot of time. This is this week is really getting to me with elections, with uh, Virginia basketball starting, other schools basketball starting, uh, and then Virginia football being on a short week. I haven't touched the Virginia Louisville game. That's going to be tomorrow for me on Wednesday. So we'll get to that. Uh, go to Augusta Free Press for that. Go to Augusta Free Press for more on Virginia's uh season opening win over Carrollton State didn't give much uh you know didn't give much of a run yesterday but still we, we got a chance to get a first glimpse at Virginia basketball go to AFP also of course for the election uh <laughs> we'll be working on that here pretty soon so uh thank you for uh joining me here and if you have any questions for me about anything UVA football UVA basketball sports in general politics in general local news etc please email me at chris at augustafreepress.com <laughs>